Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. The enemy has no right to take a hold of you, and the only right he has is the right that you give him. With Pastor Jay Petty. We're supposed to be living in that place where we know who we are in him, and we know what he's given us in our hearts, and we know what we're supposed to be walking in. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. When you make your prayer life an intimate relationship with God, it changes everything about your life. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. Somewhere along the lines, we have to learn who we are. Not in the way we see ourselves, but in the way God describes it to us in His Word in the way he says that we are. That's the, that's the true strategy of winning battles. If you're going to fight face to face with everything that comes at you, you're just going to keep losing over and over. You're not going to win. Oh yeah, you may get some reprieve now and then. Yeah, that thing may pass, but it's coming back. Always does. The enemy is a real enemy. You may not see him, but you can see his handprints. And you can see what he does. Now Paul said we shouldn't be ignorant of him. Because he, it's the same old strategy, the same old way every time. He's after you. He's after your life. He's after your marriage. He's after your family. He's after anything that he thinks he can touch and destroy. There's some weapons that we have. That's the beautiful part. And one of those weapons is prayer. Prayer is in relationship to worship. It's in relationship to praise. But prayer puts you in a place of deep communion with, with the Father, or it can in that place where you're able to communicate with God and God is able to communicate with you. And God is able to empower you in the thing that you're standing against. But most of the time we don't see that because we're trying to fight it on our terms instead of a spiritual battle which is the war or the battle which belongs to him. All he's asking us to do is to make a stand. Stand in the things that are true, those things that are right, those things that produce life-giving things to us. And because we don't do that, we retreat into our own recesses of our own mind. And we give up. And we, and we relent so easily because we don't like what's going on. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit. That's where you got to begin. The Spirit of God is in you. Our access to the Father is by the Spirit. When we begin to pray and pray through the Spirit, one of the unique things is we, we have a direct line to the Father in the name of Jesus. We're able to come into his presence. In fact, it says, come boldly into the throne of grace. What that means is come freely speaking. You can say anything you want 
in his presence. You can tell God anything he needs to hear. But let me tell you something, God's not going to change. God will always remain a God of mercy and a God of grace and a God of help. If you don't, I want you to hear that. He's a God of mercy, he's a God of grace, and he's a God of help. That's who he is. He's not going to change that, no matter what we're walking through. So, we can depend upon that. That when we come to him and we begin to express ourselves to him, the thing is, is that his mercy is present and his grace is present to help us in that situation in which we're walking in. Think about that for a minute. Aren't you tired of trying to fight this on your own? Doesn't it just keep on coming? It's amazing. The enemy's after your heart. You know, when you're in depression, you're in the middle of a spiritual battle. It's a war. Here's Daniel's story. Daniel 6.10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writings were signed into law, he went home, he went home, he went home, uh, in his upper room, with his window open towards Jerusalem. That's the way he prayed. Every day, he prayed that way, three times a day. He opened that window, he prayed to God. He prayed over Israel. He prayed over everything, every day. He knelt down in honor to the Father. He called out his name, and he prayed. See, when you go, when you're in a spiritual battle, the first place you should go is to that place of prayer. You should turn immediately to God. I think that's why the scripture says what it says. As soon as the as soon as it was signed, he turned to God. And he began to seek God. And he began to call out God's name. And of course, you know, the enemy thinks he's got you. That's the whole thing. He thinks he has you trapped. He thinks he has you where, he, where, where you are. He thinks he's going to defeat you. See, the whole thing about this is where you turn to. If you turn to God, if you turn to prayer, you begin to fight a spiritual battle on God's terms. Not on yours. And the victory is going to be yours. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to stand. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean, God doesn't want you to retreat. He doesn't want you to fall back to that old way. He wants you to remain in that place. Praying. Seeking Him. Seeking deliverance. Seeking healing. What are you made up of? You're made up of flesh 
sold and spirit. If you want to know what the enemy wants, he wants your flesh, he wants your soul, and he wants your spirit. So he's going to come at you from any direction to get one of those three things in the midst of your battle. He's going to try, he's going to try and try and try again. The scripture says that he knelt down uh, on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as, his, as was his custom. What do you do in the morning? What do you do in the afternoon? What do you do in the evening? The only way we win is through Christ. There is no other victory. We overcome him with the testimony of our mouth and the blood of the Lamb. Now what the blood does, it assures our salvation. It assures us that we belong to him. But the confession of our mouth is our praise, our, our prayers, our worship. It, it's those things that we declare going forth. I'm saved. I'm blood-bought. I belong to Jesus. See? Remember that helmet of salvation? <laughs> that thing we're supposed to put on daily, that we belong to Jesus, that we're bought with a price. His blood has cleansed us. His blood has saved us. That His blood has made us righteous. Those are the things we should be confessing and declaring in the presence of our spiritual war, that the enemy has no right to take a hold of you, and the only right he has is the right that you give him. That's it. The only way he defeats us is when we give in to what's happening. So let's, little scenario, little story. Anybody got weaknesses in here? Come on, raise your hand if you've got a weakness. Oh, yeah. How many times do you fall to it? You don't have to answer that. <laughs> the question is, why do you fall to it? And when are you most vulnerable, vulnerable to fall to it? See? Isn't it funny how he attacks the mind? He uses people to attack us and we believe what he says to us. We believe what others say about us and we believe the circumstances surrounding it. It has more power that govern us than the truth that is in the Word of God. Think about that for a minute. I'm laying in, go to bed last night and I'm laying there and I hate getting my mind going because I can't go to sleep. But I started thinking about this message when I laid down. And man, you know, the more I thought about it, the faster my head went. And it, and, and it just kept going from one, one thing to the next, one thing to the next, one thing to the next. And I said, wait a minute, I can't go to sleep because I, I, I can't sleep. 
My wife wakes up thinking that way. I don't. I definitely, you know, but, but the point is, is that it's what we think. That's what we are. If we think defeated, we are defeated. If we think depression, we are depressed. God never intended that for us. Do you know the kingdom principles of every believer is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit? That's the kingdom of God. That's the principles we're supposed to be living under. We're supposed to be living in that place where we know who we are in Him. And we know what He's given us in our hearts. And we know what we're supposed to be walking in. But many times we don't get it. We fall or succumb to the things that are around us. Quit looking at the natural realm. It's a spiritual battle. It's not a natural battle. And it was resolved in the spirit realm. What does it say? Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all, stand. How? Put on the what? The breastplate of what? Of righteousness. That's the belt of truth, right? Whose truth? Whose truth? The truth of the written word of God. If you're going to stand behind something in a battle, you better be standing behind the truth, not a silhouette of a truth. What truth? The truth of the gospel message of what Jesus has done for you. The righteousness is his righteousness given to you. He said, put it on. When the enemy comes at you, put it on. Tell him who you are. Tell him, this is what I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am. You have nothing here. That helmet of salvation, boy, that's what he attacks the most, don't he? Because you succumb to your weakness and he makes you feel guilty and he charges against you and the next thing you know, you feel, you feel, you feel, you feel. What do we feel? We're supposed to be standing in truth, not in feeling. God never told us to feel anything. He told us to believe the truth. The truth about what? About who you really are in His Son. That you truly are righteous. Not because of your merit, but because of Him and because He gave it to you. And so the enemy has no right to you. You know those fiery darts? Or the, we call them arrows. You know what they were filled with? They were filled with a fluid <coughs> that when they went inside of you was injected into your body and set your insides on fire. <coughs> That's what those fiery darts do. 
They come, they go inside, and they go right for our heart. And the next thing you know, we're carried away with this burning sensation in our soul against whatever happened to us. And we build a whole scenario around it. And we justify every action with it. Instead of doing the one thing he tells us to do, walk by faith. Walk by faith. How? The Word of God tells us what to believe. It tells us what the enemy will do. It tells us where to stand. It tells us what to reject. It tells us what not to reject. It has the power to defend us from the onslaught of the enemy. Your communion with God is designed for God to reveal to you and to guide you and to walk with you through every battle in your life. Why? Because God's trying to change you. He's trying to change your heart. He's trying to change your faith. He's trying to change the way you stand. He's trying to do these things in you to change you to be like His Son, Jesus. How do we act when we're in our weakness? Honestly, how do we act? What's our attitude? That's when you know that you're, you're being beaten up. You're, def you're being defeated. Because you have succumbed to what he's implanting in you. Instead of saying, Lord... I'm not living there no more. A guy by the name of Marilyn Carruthers wrote a song, uh, The Power, Power of Praise. It's way back in the 70s, by the way. Unless you're really old, you probably never even heard of it. But he wrote a book based on life experiences as a chaplain in the Army, dealing with people, spouses, and all kinds of different things. I'll just give you one little story. This woman's husband was knocked, they said, was, uh, was killed in, in the war. She got it back. and So she went to the chaplain, and she, her whole life was tore up. Isn't that how it worked, to get our life all tore up? He said, well, you know what? He says, let's just praise God. Let's just praise God. Let's just thank Him for what appears to be. Don't you understand? It's just the appearance. It's just a smoke screen. It's all it's ever been. As they began to sit in that office and they began to praise God and give God the glory... God and they just began to lift their voice to the Father. God immediately began to change the situation. 
her husband came home. He wasn't dead, he was alive. There's story after story of, of people who are found in a very death in a in that place where there seems like their life is totally destroyed. And they began to praise God and change it. They began to praise God about their marriage and it changes. They began to praise God about their family, their sons, their daughters. They just begin to give God glory and honor and praise over it. They stay there and praise Him until, until they break through. Have you ever heard of praying through? You know what that is? That's praying all the way through until it's done. Until God tells you it's done. Until he tells you the victory is yours. But you know what? We give up way before we get there. We stop way before we get to that place. And we fall apart. And that's the sad part. Scripture says, be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication, make your request made known to God. Uh... And, and I better say it right. Uh, and the peace of God, which surpasses all natural understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. There's the battle. Whether you have peace in your heart or you don't. The, the author of peace is is God. When you begin to lay it out, when you become go before the throne, when you begin to give Him glory, when you begin to worship Him, when you begin to release that from yourself, when you begin to let that go, when you let God touch you, when you let His Spirit overwhelm you, when, when, when He says, okay, it's done, you find peace here. The kingdom of God is not eating or drinking. It is righteousness and joy and peace. Righteousness, joy, and peace. Righteousness, joy, and peace. Peace where? Peace in your heart. When? At all times. Especially in the midst of your battle. You know the unique thing about peace? When you have it, nothing matters. When you don't have it, everything matters. A kingdom principle which is supposed to be driven into our hearts. We're supposed to be living by on a day-to-day -day basis. We should never lose our peace or our joy for anything. And if we do, we should go to that place and be refreshed and restored and renewed in those things that God has given us. Don't you know that's... that's ever, anybody ever been hunting? You're setting the trap for what purpose? The enemy sets the trap to pull us out where we are to pull us in to where he wants us to be. And when the trap door shut, then your world falls apart. You know, he never comes at you until he thinks he has you. And then when he starts to come at you, it comes at you from every direction. And it's so overwhelming. 
It feels like your world is crushing and crumbling in. Where do you turn? You turn to God. Where do you turn? You turn to the truth. You turn to Him. And so you find the victory in your life. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. Especially in the midst of your battle. Giving thanks for all things. Thanksgiving releases you. Lord, I thank you for this situation. It helps you to take your hands off of it. It helps you to take your mind off of it. It helps you to put you in a place where you're able to release it as you begin to give him thanks for it and gratitude in your heart towards him because of it. It's amazing when we do that, how it releases, it releases from us and we find peace. It's funny, when you got peace, the war changes. You get the upper hand. You're beginning to find the victory. And all of these things that I'm speaking to, it is not your battle. But we make it our battle. That's the problem. Heart disease is not my problem. It may be something that is happening to me. But my victory is not found in me. My victory is found in him. He's the one that keeps the heart pumping. I should have died a long time ago. I got one part of my heart that doesn't even work. Who keeps it beating? Well, yeah, they give me medicine. That helps. But honestly, who keeps it beating? Is it not God? Is it not God that is in control of my life? Is it not God who determines my destiny? Is it not God who has called me to that day when I'll give up this life? It's God. It's his appointment, not mine. And if I'm going to try to fight it in any other way, then fight it through the things of the Spirit, through the truth that is in the Word. I'm just going to have a miserable time. You are not going until God calls you. Not unless you choose to step off the mountain. A little piece of scripture in Luke 18. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. That's what happens. You lose heart. And when you lose heart, you lose everything. Think about it. When you lose heart, you want to give up. When you lose heart, you want to quit. When you lose heart, you want to, you want to run as fast as you can away from it. You want to run to that weakness. Whatever that weakness may be. Saying, there is a certain judge who did not fear God or regard man. Now there was a widow in the city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me, for my adversaries. Who's your adversary? Who is your adversary? Is the person you think you're fighting with or arguing with? The person you think is, is destroying your life? No, that's not your adversary. And that's not what the Bible says is your adversary.
This judge could be God. He's not an unjust judge. He's a judge of mercy and grace and compassion. A loving father who is good all the time. No matter what you're walking through, he's good. Don't change God based upon your circumstances. Your strength is in remembering who he really is and what he declares about himself. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me. God says, trouble me all the time. Trouble me with everything. Come and trouble me with it. Come and tell me about it. Come and speak about it. Come and worship me in it. Come and praise me for it. Come and give me glory in the midst of it. Come, trouble me, trouble me. That's the heart of God. You don't have to prove yourself to God. Don't you know that? You're fully accepted already because you believe in His Son. In everything that may you may think is wrong with your life, God doesn't see anyway. He regards you differently. That's what God is saying. And this, this, because this woman comes and she, you ever had that person just nags at you and nags at you and, and they nag at you until you, until you just do it out of frustration because you don't want to be nagged at anymore? You know anybody like that? Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said and shall... And shall God not, uh, wait a minute, I'm, I missed my place. Then, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I don't care what your situation is. God wants the cry of your heart. That's what He wants. He wants the cry of your heart. This thing right here. When you're in trouble, He wants the cry of your heart. When you're walking through troubled waters, He wants the cry of your heart. When things are going great, He wants the cry of your heart. That's what God wants. How many times do we do that? And how many times do we try to fight this ourselves? Listen to what he says in Romans. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but a spirit, you have received the spirit of adoptions where we cry out, Abba, Father. That word Abba, is a word which means father. And he says, Father, Father, 
Father, Father. That cry is a screech. You know, like that little baby crying out for milk, crying out to get their diaper changed, crying out, crying out. And you know, if you don't attend to them, they just cry louder. Ever notice? God give us His Spirit for us to cry out to Him because we are His children. He wants the cry of our heart made to Him. He wants us to understand that He's our Father, our Heavenly Father. And He cares about everything in our life. But He wants us to understand that He's working it out in us. He's working out His salvation through our life. And the things that we face and the things that we go through. Why? Because He's transforming the heart. And when you quit and you relent and you walk away, it's just a battle you're going to have to fight again. Over and over again, we fight the same battle with the same weaknesses. Because we don't know how to cry out to the Father. We don't really see His goodness or His loving kindness or His tender mercies poured out into our situation. Somehow we think we're all alone fighting this battle all by ourselves. And so we pit ourselves against God and we pit ourselves against the world and we pit ourselves against everything instead of the one thing that we should be running to. And that's Him. Do you know what the will of the Father is for your life? Do you know what the will of God is concerning your situation at this moment? Do you know where, you, where God wants you to stand at this particular time and how He wants you to stand at this particular time? Are you just giving in to the circumstances of what's happening around you? You'll never grow in the grace of God until you make a stand to grow. There's nothing impossible with God And his hand is not short. He's able to do beyond anything that we could hope or think or believe. He's able to do it himself. When you get to that place, you say, God, I know you got this. God, I know you got your hands on this. God, I know you're going to get me through this. God, I know there's a plan through this. I know you're doing something in me, God, because of it. I know that, Lord. So, Lord, reveal it to me. Share it with me. When you make your prayer life an intimate relationship with God, it changes everything about your life. When you make that decision and you go after Him and you forget what's going on around you, God will take care of what's going on around you. No matter what it may be. I've run out of time. The word for cry in Romans, it says this, we cry to cry, to cry out loud. 
Like when your daddy used to spank your tail with a belt, you cried out loud. To speak with a loud voice. To call aloud. Father! Father! I need your help, Lord. I'm crying, Father God, for your mercies in the midst of this situation. Father, Father, can you hear me, Lord? Can you hear me? Oh, God, the world's falling apart. Lord, I don't know what to do with it. I'm falling apart. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Why is it so hard for us to rely upon God? Why? Why do we yield to the things around us instead of yielding to the one who is able to get us through it? To give us strength to walk it? Paul said that God told him, my grace is enough. He says, for my power is manifested in your weakness. Therefore, I most gladly praise him and celebrate him, exalt him and magnify him in my weaknesses. Physically, spiritually, mentally, soulishly, whatever way it is, whatever your weakness is. I'll praise Him. I will honor Him. I will thank Him. I'll glorify Him. I'll exalt Him. I'll magnify Him in the midst of it. Whatever it may be, I'll give Him glory. So that when I'm weak, I am strong. You can't outdo God. You can't do this yourself. Quit. Quit trying to win every battle on with this. Where's a Bible at? Start fighting with wherever it's at. Someone got a Bible on? Oh yeah. Start fighting with this. The sword of the spirit. You're a liar. You're a liar. Satan, you're a liar. And I'm telling you to your face, you're a liar. And you have nothing here because this tells me the battle that I must fight. This tells me the battle I must win. This tells me how to fight that battle. And it tells me that you're the captain of the host. You're the one who will bring victory in my life. It's your war, Lord. And I'm just stuck in the middle to stand and believe the truth that is in you. Get fervent. You know what fervent is? Get hot. Get hot in your prayer life. Get in your prayer closet. Get in there. Don't come out until it's done. Don't come out until you have victory. Don't come out till God has spoken to you. Don't. 
Or do you like wallowing in that misery? Do you? Do you like that? Feely, feely, misery, misery, emotional upsets. Do you like it? Come on, do you like it? Then why do you live there? Pray it through. Last thing. There's about 10,000 grottos between north and south, uh, whatever that place is, <laughs> Korea. They're built by a church on the DMZ. When person would come in and they'd have trouble. Story of this man, he worked, left his wife at home. He went out and he worked. He was a construction guy. He took all his money, sent it home. He comes home, his wife took off with another guy, took his house and left him with nothing. He was on the verge of killing himself and because he just couldn't take it. See, that's where the devil takes us every time. To the road of destruction. He ended up in this church, talking to the pastor. And he was telling his story. And the pastor says, okay, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go up on the mountain, and I want you to pray. I want you to stay there and pray. And you wonder what a grotto is? It's about the same size of an outhouse. He went up there, he began to pray, and pray, and pray, and pray, and pray. And finally, God broke through. And God says, I'm going to give you something twice as much as what was taken. So you know what he did? This is the best part of the story. God blessed him. He made twice the amount of money that he had sent home. So he bought a house, bought a piece of property right next to his ex-wife. And he built a bigger house and a better house. You can't outdo God. When God is working on your behalf, you cannot outdo him. Quit trying to do it for yourself. Quit trying to fight it for yourself. Quit wrestling against flesh and blood and circumstances and everything else that seems to be coming at you. Get in your prayer closet and pray it through. I don't care whether it's physical, spiritual, mentally, I don't care what it is. If it's a battle going on you, get in your closet and pray. Pray there and stay there until it is accomplished. And you know when it's accomplished is when God says, okay, it's done. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.